In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome back to Shit Show. I am Gus. This is my voice. <laughs> and I am Rig. And this is my cackle. <laughs> Fantastic. For those of you who cannot tell us apart due to the basically identical voices, once again... This is Gus's baritone. And this is Riggs' baritone. Fuck it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Cannot identify the two of us. Anyway, welcome to Shit Show. It is our podcast that goes through the dumpster fires, both past and present, that make up history's humour fruit. Yep. Welcome to this podcast hosted by two straight white men. <laughs> I, That's why it's always going to be recorded in this shithole dungeon. It sure is. But we have been getting that feedback from so many people. Um, and it's actually... That we're the most, both straight white men. Yeah, It's exactly. fantastic to have that affirmed. It, it's We have so many problems. At least a really weird corner of the internet is telling me that. It took 11 years of being with my current partner slash wife for her to say, Gus, you are a straight white man. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so funny, though. We are we are getting um, feedback from all over the world. We're getting a lot of uh, different sorts of things coming through our various channels. So thank you guys so much for sending stuff through. Yeah, but also we don't speak any other languages. So please stop sending them. Also, people I've heard from uh, from my ears and eyes on the ground over in sunny London that okay, we... rats with cameras attached to their heads. Absolutely. Hashtag rat tails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback from there that we sound incredibly Australian. I think we're very middle of the road. Oh, mate! I don't, thi- I, I don't, I don't think. I don't think we're. I don't think we're ocker. No, I wouldn't say that we're particularly ocker. But I also think that compared to British people. <laughs> We're particularly Australian. Also, I just realised I used the term ochre and they now have to look that up. (laughs) (laughs) Need to stop doing that. Yeah. So thank you to our cobbers over in London for uh, giving us uh, the old uh, lipstick when it comes to a shout out. So (laughs) we uh, appreciate that and we'll try and sound as fair dinkum as we can. So... Going to roll straight into (laughs) the first segment. Because we're we're not going the other way. All right, Governor... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is shit show. You're right. So, Rick has the segments this week. The first one is Trainwreck Trophy, where he has gone into the world of current affairs and uh, made sure that uh, we play the anthem, which yep. he's just made a small violin at me for. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally done the the worried symbol or the the help me symbol from Team America. I'm just flailing <laughs> flailing my arms wildly at you. Yeah, and without further ado, here is the Trainwreck Trophy Anthem. Italy played trumpet. It's not the hero we wanted, but it is the hero we deserve. And that we need. It yeah. isn't what we... It, there's a difference between a want and a need. We need that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, which means that we are straight over to Rig. You have three examples of when the wheels have really come off in the world of current affairs. I sure do. This is Rig. Hello, Gus. So our first... <laughs> our first train wreck today comes from... Where else? 
but Detroit, Michigan. Oh, perfect. Michigan, Texas. Land of the free, home of the idiots, <laughs> as I'm about to tell you, because... There was a man in Detroit who... Thought that was the start of a limerick. (laughs) There was a man in Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) Once there's a man from Detroit. (laughs) Go on. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So there's a man in Detroit, Michigan, and he sees a roach in his domicile, and he says to himself... And look, let, let's just do a quick aside. We've covered roaches a lot on this show. American roaches in particular, once again, for those unfamiliar, look like armadillos about the size of a human baby. Yeah, they're, they're basically hatchbacks that can't be killed by human weapons. <laughs> or normal conventions. So this guy sees a roach in his house. What are you going to do? You're obviously going to grab the boot, right? Sure. So you grab, he grabs his shoe and he goes to throw it at the roach, throws it at the roach, misses the roach, but what he does catch is a bullet in the foot. Oh, because what? Because there's a revolver in the shoe. Oh, no! Because this is America. <laughs> and it fu- <laughs> comes out of the shoe, shoots him in the foot. So many questions. Yeah, I'm going to start with... Okay. Um, what sort of gun are we talking here? Because A revolver. It, in my mind, it's a rifle that is comically sticking out of the top of the shoe. No, it's, it, it's a revolver, which is still... Quite, quite a hefty piece. Sure. My, my next which also means he has a large foot, which also means other things. Good for you, pal. Absolutely. My next question is, where was his dog at this time? Because as we know, <laughs> the only people that shoot people are dogs. Also, <laughs> my actual question was down the other route was, why was there a gun in your shoe and why was it not in the band of your sweatpants? <laughs> Ready to shoot straight through your scrotch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like, I, and this is this is my thing, right? I never understand having guns in your shoes. Well, that I obviously don't understand, but I don't understand people's fear of roaches, right? Because it's like, so th- this is something that happened in my new household. I, I just moved um, into a place in the inner west um, only a few weeks ago. Yeah, we know. You will not shut up about I it. I know, but that's just kind of the way that I live my life. I own denim jackets and I like lattes, so inner west, get around get it. Get around it. Anyway... Cockroaches I, I will never get because I was in my new house and with my new housemates there and there was a huntsman spider on the wall and I'm just like, look, if there's a spider around, I'm going to kill it, right? And I was just like, righto, girls, can someone grab me? Because I was looking... The, the worst thing about spiders is they're super shifty. They know when they've been noticed and you go to grab something to get rid of them, you come back, they're gone. I go to find a container and they're like... Oh, actually, no, I didn't find a container. They were trying to find a container because I'm just like, I'm going to kill this fucking thing. I'm trying to follow this. I'm so sorry. This narrative is Anna Karenina. Like a spider, this narrative has eight legs <laughs> sprawling in different directions. And my God, is it a web? Oh, <laughs> of potential lies. Um, <laughs> no, but there's there's a huntsman. I wanted to kill it. The girls wanted to save it. I'm like, fine, you fucking deal with it then. What is so this, that, the fucking Hague for arachnids? Yeah, Where are you living? It's crazy. No one saves spiders. It's I Australia. know. And they're just like, no, they're part of the good bugs. And I'm like, I've had enough of this shit, right? I'm, I'm not even kidding about this. The spider gets dealt with, and by dealt with, I mean they drop it on the floor and it scurries away and is lives to fight another day. Yeah, to kill again. Yeah, it famously has nine lives and eight legs. Anyway, <laughs> we get we to, need the, to have a chat we get to about the, spiders <laughs> off here. No, no, no. I was homeschooled. It's fine. I know a lot about different <laughs> bugs. We get to the top of the stairs, and there's a roach at the top of the stairs. This is literally right after the spider thing. Sure. And the girl's just like, oh, my God, no, kill it, kill it. Screams, screams, Gus. And I'm just like... It's a roach. 
I don't get what the difference is. The double is. standards. Yeah, the double standards there. I'm just like, I'm just like, give me, give me the shoe. And they're just like, I don't have a shoe. I'm like, then give me the spray. And then I just get it. And they're like, oh my God, you have to pick it up. I'm like, fine, pick it up, flush it down the toilet. What what's so hard about cockroaches? Uh, hold on, can why I, do people? Can get I stop up? you right here and no. just make sure I'm getting fired up that this isn't a surprise? Poos in the news because this feels suspiciously Spide, spider droppings everywhere. <laughs> like it's heading. No. It started really strangely, <laughs> and it's heading in seemingly no direction. No, which is the exact hallmark. It's the recipe <laughs> of surprise poos in the news. It's the recipe of the fecal chef. <laughs> As is my new handle on Instagram. Oh, well, I I'm mean, kidding. It's actually Fecal Chef 2256. <laughs> because the Fecal other Chef two, was gone. 2255 had already been taken. It's amazing. He's doing well. He's doing um, super well. Look, the difference between a roach and a spider uh, for most people is, is fairly significant because a roach doesn't do a lot. Uh, a spider, however, can kill you. Roaches don't kill people. I know. Spiders kill people. People kill Wait. Sorry, I thought we were going down that other road. <laughs> Dogs <laughs> kill people. Why? Dogs sweat, with long sweat fingernails <laughs> and rifles. Sweatpants kill people. <laughs> How many of these eight-legged narratives are we going to go down? <laughs> but that is uh, train wreck number one. Good. Uh, just to make sure for the listeners that uh, somehow tuned in four minutes into our podcast, which is no one ever, uh, we train wreck number one was not... Rig having a dilemma in his house about roaches v spiders, <laughs> <laughs> the age-old insect smackdown. <laughs> it is gun in shoe, man throws boot, uh, the old gun boot, and a roach is, shoots him. Is this the seventh leg? Because that just went <laughs> everywhere. What an absolute meal of a sentence. <laughs> but yes, man a lot shoots, of clauses. shoots himself in the own in his foot with his shoe gun. Yep. <laughs> Right, here's train wreck number two. So, six lads out on the town in England. Six lads, eight legs. You do the maths. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of war vets. Yep. Six lads, three pairs of sweatpants. So, the guys, uh, the lads, they're on the train over in England. They're downing the carlings doing their patriotic duty. <laughs> and uh, they are in the middle of a carriage, carrying on talking about their sexual escapades. Sure. As one does extremely loudly <laughs> on public transport. It's right up there with people who play their iPhone without headphones. <laughs> oh, no. To be that's, the most hated people on a, public transport. That's a dead set war crime. Have you if guys you ever noticed how good Sean Paul is? No? Let me play it for you. <laughs> Full ball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go on. So they're on this train and all of a sudden it, it devolves pretty quickly. I mean, you've seen the pint cans over in England. Oh, they're, they're serious They're not fucking work. around. No, they aren't. And so the guys decide to strip off. Uh, sorry. Yep. It's, it. what do you mean? <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. I, that's what? That's a logical progression. I haven't even got to the train wreck part yet. <laughs> it's, this is on a train, so yeah. there's the possibility this could be an actual train wreck. So this this train carriage has now become Lord of the Flies. So <laughs> they started like smearing paint on themselves, and they're just like fucking uttering guttural bloody calls to each other. Using it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Some, someone's made a conch out of an empty pint can. Absolutely. And there is a poor woman stuck on this carriage, surrounded by this madness. Oh, there's always one. Yeah, that 
that's made it sound like she was in the wrong place. There's no. always no. There's always one victim. Everybody else is clearly moved. Oh, oh, yeah. There's always one victim in these. Everyone's clearly moved to tears. <laughs> Someone is always clearly moved. Someone's what a always fant- moved in these what situations. A, what a fantastic live art installation. <laughs> <laughs> which looks bizarrely like the beginning of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, I can only see Shia LaBeouf doing this <laughs> on a train. <laughs> Just do it. So one of them decides to take a shit in the middle of... Oh, you're the worst. In the middle you're of the carriage. Kidding. They start no, throwing it no. at each other like monkeys. No. I'm not even kidding. That is surprise. Poo's in the news. And some of the shit hit that woman. It hit the woman. Poo's in the news. Surprise. There it is. And I'm going to describe to our listeners what I'm looking at. It is Gus with his hands behind his head, staring up to our gross dungeon ceiling, but quite likely the heavens, looking for a reason as to why he's been put in this position. Gus, any words for us? No? Play the song. Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Any words now, my friend? So many. So many coarse <laughs> through my fury-filled veins. <laughs> oh, you thought it was in the last train wreck. I was, But it was behind the second door. Mm. Gustafer, you should know by now. Every ep. This is relentless now. I will. I'm like the Terminator. I show no remorse. Yeah. I show no pity, and I will not stop until in... there is a poos in the news in every episode of this show. I came in so prepared this week as well. Did I was, you? I was pretty. I was pretty what, what confident. Was, what was your anti poos in the news defense? Uh, mine was to try and every time you started something that was a, rambling and incoherent, a, a, a strange rambling, <laughs> trying to tie. Your loose ass, <laughs> boost <in> the news, <laughs> fuck shows into our <laughs> actual podcast. I'm like, great. Well, that'll be it. However, you hit it. You hit it as a train wreck, didn't you? <laughs> I sure did. And there is going to be so much more to come. Uh, okay. Anyway. Well, what's the actual second train wreck? Uh, pass. No, it's the uh, second train wreck is this. So, grinder. Good. Good start. Grinder, as uh, as you know, I, and I don't mean like that. Straight no, white fine. men, you and I. <laughs> anyway. but, but recently titled Straight White Men. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grinder, what you might not know about Grinder is that me. it's actually owned by a Chinese company. Surprising. It's super surprising. I read it and I was like, what? So, I guess it, money is money. Yeah, it has 27 million uh, users mm-hmm. uh, around the world, and it's you know obviously extremely popular within the LGBT community, and it has just been declared a security risk by the US government. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no one really knows how this has come about, besides the fact that Trump is like, China bad, <laughs> delete everything. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if anyone is going to be a monstrously large homophobe, oh, yeah. it's, it's the orange man from America. I love it. I, I can't imagine, obviously a security advisor has gone in part of the team being like, they're trying to get to us. 
through the gaze. <laughs> and Trump's just like, oh my God, they've weaponized them. <laughs> okay, okay, ban China and set up camps for the gays. <laughs> He's just like... They, they that s- is going to end up being way too close to the bone. I, I bet it will. It's just like... So to speak. I, yeah, I can't, I can't actually believe that they're just like, cool, grinder, this is, this is how we're all going out. This is how they're getting our data. That, that's because that, that's what they're saying. They're saying because all all these apps now they they get they gather personal data about all of their users that that could somehow be used against the US. Yeah, well, you are you show me how the sort of data that's coming through Grinder could be used for anything uh, that is an actual threat to the state. But Trump is finding out all sorts of weird shit about the internet. That yeah. briefing session must have... <laughs> he's like... Explain it to me again. Go again. <laughs> From the <What>? top. <laughs> okay, there are two men. So once they again, horny. what is Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> it goes in where? He's just got like no idea. Yeah, he's delving. He's probing the depths. <laughs> plumbing <laughs> the depths. Like Chris, Chris Barker. Barker. <laughs> the Chris Barker of, of security. <laughs> He knows where all the pipes are buried. Yeah, and do you know what? they? I mean, it's not even the first time. So they're actually... The, the Chinese company's so scared by it that they're actually going to sell the company. They're, they're selling Grinder. They're selling Grinder. So someone is going to have to pick buy it up. It. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, commerce yeah. works. That's exactly how commerce works. And <laughs> uh, will be but, but apparently, you know Huawei? They make those phones. Yeah, yeah. So apparently Huawei, they're, they're actually trying to ban them. In the in the US as well, and Huawei are actually suing the US government, which so, is fair. Which I think it se- seems fair. fairly anti-competitive. Yeah, cool. So that's train wreck right, number that's two. Train wreck two. Train wreck number three. I'm just going to go straight to the headline for this one. Sure. Naked Russian man tries to board plane, claiming to be more aerodynamic, undressed. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, he's got a point. Possi- I, he's you know got what? a point. You wouldn't even need to put the word Russian in that, and I would guess that it was Russia. Yeah, yeah. That. Oh. So, I, what do you mean? So, by by tries to board plane, you mean that he has gotten through no, no, the no. rest of the airport? No, no, no. I mean this goes into the airport fully clothed. Sure. <laughs> Checks as is the custom, as, as is tradition. <laughs> He goes in, he ch- checks in his bags with the bears at the bag drop. <laughs> of course. Takes his requisite two litres of vodka <laughs> through security. Yeah. And then gets to the other side. Then, like like Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty, <laughs> thrusts downwards and his clothes blow off his body. And this dude legitimately sprints to the jet bridge at the gate. So the jet bridge, if you if people don't know what the very simple concept of a jet bridge is, it's that thing you walk down from the gate to the plane. And he goes sprinting, Usain Bolt style, goes through, and everyone's like, holy shit, this dude's wacko. They all have to subdue him. Quote, he shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. He flies with more agility when undressed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he... I remember my first flight. Yeah. Um, that sounds like he. no one has quite explained to him what his role is on, on this plane. plane will yeah. be. He's standing up, just like moving backwards like a pl- with his arms thrust backwards like a plane. He's su- or sperm. 
<laughs> or in fact, anything that goes through the air. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, Spear. how did you think this was going to go? Well, I mean, he was surprised that everybody else was sitting bolt upright, very unaerodynamic and clothed. And I love this. This is the final, the final sentence on the news news article. Fellow passengers told this, uh, told this, uh, told the Independent, the man did not appear drunk. Well, he's certainly crazy. I think everyone else must have been if they saw a sprinting (laughs) naked man and it took him that long until the goddamn jet bridge to bring him down. What are you talking about? That's a Tuesday in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) You go into a a Russian airport and you don't see a man fight his way through security bear by bear (laughs) and then bear his naked ass (laughs) to run to the jet bridge where the bears also fly the plane. And the passengers also are bears. <laughs> Bravest man in the world. Oh man. I you know Hello, welcome to Bear Air. <laughs> oh no, I'm on the wrong flight. Oh, what's the one with less bears? Racist. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so that those are the three train wrecks. We have the man shoots himself at foot with shoe gun. Oh, love that. We have the uh, grinder being blocked by the US government because it's owned by a Chinese government slash the gays are going to take them down. <laughs> and finally, the naked streamlined Russian trying to improve the agility of the plane. Oh, it's TKO. You can't, you can't go past a streamlined nude Russian. <laughs> It's just, there's just no way. Is, and I, lo- before I love the season people. is out. You will say that sentence again, my God. <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> I, this, I promise you. I love man shoots himself in insert body part. <laughs> it's my favorite American <laughs> story. It's, it's like it's, an Aesop's it's, fable of stupid. It's actually America's favorite pastime. <laughs> Forget <and> baseball. <laughs> Baseball, get out. Jazz, get in the box. It's shooting yourself in a random body part with a gun that your pet operated. <laughs> pet or child is our new segment. <laughs> We're going to go through and look at every single instance in American history where someone's been shot by their child or pet. And we do not have enough hours in the day. <laughs> that would be the whole cast. Oh, start to finish. Oh, pet or child. People would find that on the on the iTunes. <laughs> the iTunes. I sound like your dad right oh, now. Oh, no. Find on iTunes, just be like, what is that? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's some like super niche fetish <laughs> podcast. Oh, oh, no. All of a sudden, it's the best <laughs> advocacy for gun control <laughs> podcast you've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, well, that means that the Trainwreck Trophy goes to Russia. Play the sound. You suck! Yep, certainly what that was. A sound. Please don't sue us, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I swear what's going to happen is that eventually the chickens are going to come home to roost and these stings that we've ripped straight out of... uh, YouTube. (laughs) Straight off YouTube, straight into the cast, we'll have to re-record them because we'll have a copyright infringement. And so it'll be an entire day of going through and me literally playing the 20th Century Fox fail in on trumpet, (laughs) which will sound surprisingly exactly the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> with my grade two trumpet. That would be amazing if you physically could. You know, there are some people when they try to be like, okay, like for trained singers, they're like, I, I need you to sing off key for me. And they can't, they do, can't it. do it. It's going to be the same for you, Mr. Jazz Degree. You're going to get up here trying to butcher it and you will nail it. I don't know if you understand how brass instrument works. I, but do I not. can't play them. I, <laughs> I have tried. Oh, my God. When you and I were in Korea. Oh, fuck. And we basically, we, we got lit up. For those that don't know, we got lit up uh, at, at, a, at a good friend of the show's, uh, it was, Sarah and Eric's place. It was the, the night of uh, our Swiss ambassador, Sarah Hoffland's gold oh, yeah. medal triumph, which came from the clouds uh, yeah. because she was ripping in with us about a week earlier yeah. saying, I'm only here for the free tracksuit. Yeah, it, it was so good. And the free Rigistan shirt. And, uh, and and we got ripped on, on their balcony and we were playing awful saxophone. I was playing awful saxophone, Sarah's old sax. <laughs> and you were, f- you were I- I'm sorry to use this term, fingering the valves. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's the technical <laughs> musical term. <laughs> that's what it says on my diploma. <laughs> A First bachelor class of honors. valve fingering. <laughs> Masters in foul fingering, uh, and and all I had to do was was blow, and I couldn't even do that. Oh, you you looked like you were about to expire. <laughs> your your head had become like every Luft balloon in that song. <laughs> all ninety nine of the fuckers <laughs> put into one oh head. Oh my god! I look like a giant pink thumb. Uh, did indeed, which takes us amazingly straight into our next segment. <laughs> Where we we deal with one star reviews of thumbs. No, it is one star reviews taken from all corners of the earth, from all different sectors. It's our segment, One Star Reservoir. Play the music. You! I wanna take you to a one star! I wanna take you to a one star! I wanna take you to a one star! One star reservoir! What? It has now become my mission in life to find a review of a thumb. <laughs> a one-star e- review as well. There's everything else out there. I, can, can you imagine, like, thumbs, objectively, <laughs> incredibly useful. Oh, yeah. If you, if you had to lose a finger. This is why we beat the apes in that <laughs> war. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have sent my fifth angry word at email. <laughs> To the Board of Education <laughs> about their lack of ape history. <laughs> there, there's a large dear Board of Education. There appears to be a large simian-sized gap in your historical <laughs> syllabus. Regards, I... Gus. <laughs> Thanks, Rig. We received your audio <laughs> message. Ah, uh, yeah. But here is One Star Reservoir, and I'm going to give you three one-star reviews that are... Kisses fingers like a chef. Number one. This is horribly worded by someone in an ESL environment. I wrote a strongly worded email to the Board of Education. No, I didn't. But basically, you failed the kids. So I'm going to read it as posted. One evening, I met this woman. She was a cop. She chose a pizza restaurant near her police station. Before I met her, she was a bit like all males are idiots slash pigs. Sounded like a bad breakup made her think that way. I felt I could change her mind, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) The date went well. It was smooth and getting hot. (laughs) 
Oh, no. This is exactly every woman's worst nightmare. She mentioned we could go to her place for more intimate moments. As I said, English as a second language. Who talks like this? Slash naked Russians. Slash are you an android? I asked her, how were her last relationships? Strong, by the way. She replied, the last three times I had to choose between the nice guy and the dickhead. I chose the dickhead and I don't know why. I felt it was because she was not ready for engagement. And that was a way to break <laughs> things up. Dot dot dot. <laughs> this is the weirdest sentence of this whole thing. Low psychology, but seemed to be true. This has to be Google translated. It's so people bizarre. don't talk like this. I know those aren't words that go together. Yeah, it's so weird. And I love how it's like things are getting hot. But what I'm about to tell you nullifies where you thought this <laughs> has taken place. Then the cashier came with the bill. Oh what? <laughs> They're still in a fucking this is, restaurant. This is a journey through space and time. <laughs> I took my credit card and gave it to the guy. He looked at me and then at her with an interrogative expression. She had pulled her credit card from her purse and was turning to him. I said, no, that's on me. My pleasure. Again, the guy looked at us puzzled. Again, she seemed to be willing to pay. I said, no, that's on me. Again. Third feeling. Sorry, third attempt. Feeling it was maybe a subtle way of telling me she didn't want to owe me something, I said, okay, let's divide the bill. So we paid out $20 each, about nothing compared to what you'd pay in my country for a meal. Or my planet. What? <laughs> yeah, what I'm it? used to paying 47 quag dunks. <laughs> <laughs> this was a steal. <laughs> uh, and you don't even have gragnorks here. Out of the restaurant... It was no more hot and sexy, but more like a meeting in the North Pole. <laughs> I asked her what was going on. She said, I can't believe you made me pay. I said I was willing to pay, but she seemed to want to pay, to pay her part. We argued and I closed conversation by saying that she was obviously not ready and that was her way of saying it. It couldn't have been anything else. I left expecting never to see her again. 15 days later, she called me and said, this time you can invite me at a restaurant near my apartment. I go there, we start our date, and she tells me, you know what I need? A friends with benefits that will fuck me hard. I say, <laughs> ah, okay, you know I'm not looking too much for this. Then she kept saying raunchy and provocative stuff like that for something like 15 minutes, and I would try to play the nice guy, telling I was not looking totally for sex only. That almost broke my brain. <laughs> not a fan of one night stand. I end up by giving up and saying, fine. Do you want me to fuck you then? She says, yes, that's what I want now. Uh. So we leave the restaurant, go back to her apartment, and right in front of the door, she tells me, see, you're a pig, just like all the others. Now get out and <laughs> slam the door in my face. <laughs> wow. What a journey. Uh, look, I'm just going to say what everybody is thinking. What the fuck is that a review of? <laughs> is that I, a review of a woman? The, yeah. <laughs> It's a review of the... Who is reviewing women? It, it, is, it is the worst dates of all time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a classic romance tale of our times. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's amazing. I mean, there's, I reckon that there's going to be more depths to be plundered in that arena. <laughs> so to speak. Absolutely. Here's the, uh, here's the second one. Well, I had a fun wait. At least this predictably late bus was early. I walked up at 12.50am-ish and heard a lot of gunfire in this seemingly dead downtown area. Let's see. Waited outside of the gas station on the seat. A guy drove up to me, clearly checked me out, deciding if he wanted to kidnap me, maybe. (laughs) 
<laughs> then five cop cars race by. Then a man walks up to me, real nice. On the phone in Spanish, he was talking about, hurry up, hurry up, come get me. Then six cop cars pull up to flash their lights on me. They call the phone dude by name and tell him he is supposed to be in prison for murder. <laughs> I'm one foot from him. Great. <laughs> so I'm trying to walk around gingerly around all the cops on my tiptoes saying I'm waiting for the bus. Then I talk to the super nice BP dude who tells me that I should stay inside. Bus showed up while I was in the bathroom, of course. Thanks to BP for saving the bus for me. Lesson learned, research your bus depot before you decide to get a late pickup there. Daytime is probably fine. The office closes at five-ish, so have fun sitting outside. Thank God I'm sitting on the bus now safe, I think. (laughs) What the living shit? Could you imagine being at a bus stop? So that was a review of the bus company. Right. Um, Which is fair. I guess they are in charge of timetabling. Um, Are they in charge of fugitive murderers? <laughs> also, the concept of a platoon of police cars rocking up and then over the loudspeaker saying, John, you fucking murderer. <laughs> you, John. Yes, you there. No. The guy who's wanted for murder. Uh, the- Back in prison you go. <laughs> the way I had it in my head was like, Javier, come on, man. You're supposed to be in prison for murder. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's just what are you doing out here. He's just real chilling. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Is that is that a one star review of the bus company? Sure is. Ah, tough on the bus company. It's uh, sometimes there are people who do get reviews like that, and I'm like, this is too funny not to include, but it also is terribly unfair. Oh, can, you know what? I I reckon people are the blurst. I reckon at some point. We're going to need to start figuring out uh, whether some of these people are taking the piss about these products. Absolutely. Because you can't just jump. You Well, you physically can just jump online and review whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> However, there's no ramifications. What other way was that going to go? Well, so I started it. And then I was like, the only other way I can end this is with a surprise poos in the news. <laughs> but I didn't want to end it that way. No way. All right. What's the third one? Third one is a... Review of an airport, and I don't think we've actually had that one before. No, please but, let it be a Russian airport. No, 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 no. <clears throat> this airport is incredible. I walked through security, then took my clothes off and sprinted to the jet bridge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> None of the bears seem to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Location, five. <laughs> Ability to not wear clothes, one bears, abundance of five, bears. Five. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, no, okay. I love the and this is this is a beautifully written passive aggressive one. This airport is incredible. First, you don't need to use the toilets; just whip it out and leak on the floor. <laughs> Everyone does it. One whiff at any terminal or elevator reveals that pleasant ammonia odor that, and lets you know just how clean <laughs> this airport is. Speaking of the floor, the carpets and floors are artistically decorated with old gum. Or is that shit? <laughs> just, just watch where you sleep or you'll pick up a few thousand diseases. Why would I even mention sleeping in this elegant locale? After being intimately fondled by the gentle caressing TSA, I promptly boarded my plane. There I sat, two ruptured vertebrae, trying to make myself comfortable along with a glass of high, a class of high schoolers. 
There was light rain. Just a <laughs> glass of high schoolers. <laughs> Shut up. Something's gone really, really bad. Uh, there was light rain, just a sprinkle, so they kept us on the tarmac for over eight freakish hours. <laughs> the attendants couldn't bring new food on board and refused to feed us with what they had because it's against policy to feed people without being in the air. And that is the third one star. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, airports. Nice. Gross. Full God. of greased up Russian men, <laughs> bears, and apparently shit on the floor. Just an absolute abundance of piss. <laughs> A sea of it. Which oh, means gross. that is the final part of our segments this week, which means we hand over to you, Gus Meinfreund, for the meteor portion, the shit show story time, if you will, where you've gone through... History, space and time, much like (laughs) that previous date. And you have found something that is particularly noteworthy that is going to take its place in the dumpster fire annals. What have you got for us, buddy? All righty. Sorry, I was just opening a beer at the same time. (laughs) It's important. Using those fancy thumbs, I see. (laughs) Two five-star thumbs here. Suck it, apes. (laughs) You will never get this planet back. So many other animals. (laughs) Anyway, I'm pretty... Yeah, we're good. (laughs) So, I'm taking you to... 1645. One of those... Two of those numbers were correct. 1945. 1943. Oh, that's close. 1943. So we are going to be looking at a time when uh, FDR was president. Yep. The war's happening. Sure is. And in the United States, there is a uh, a movement happening whereby FDR needs to get to a uh, conference in Tehran so that he can sit down with Churchill, Stalin, and just really rap fresh about the war. Are you as excited as you sound? I am <laughs> so pumped to be to be through this the se- first bit. This this <laughs> it literally seems like a hurdle on a track. You're just like as soon as I as soon as I get over this and get to the good shit. Exactly. Because that character No no no, tell me more about the Tehran conference. Wonderful. The capital of Iran. Of course it is. Ayatollah import- Khomeini is in power. <laughs> it's an important summit. They need to cross the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. There we go. <laughs> now we're all caught up. Anyway, so he's going to take a ship. It's middle of wartime. Sorry, with a P? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. And that's surprise gonna... person news. <laughs> FTR takes a shit. November 43. <laughs> first. At a summit in Tehran. And you thought it was going to be bland. <laughs> Play the song. <laughs> Who can it be now? 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 Just so we're aware, that's not it. <laughs> so, ship. <laughs> FDR, wartime. <laughs> People are going to listen to this and think we are high. <laughs> I feel, oh, fuck, this beer has exploded. <laughs> Hold on. 
There is liquid everywhere. Oh, oh Christ. Oh, it's just... Oh, Jesus. It's Iguazu fall, falls off the side of this table. It's all over the floor. It's like a fucking airport bathroom in here. Oh. Or just a normal airport <laughs> terminal floor. <laughs> Tom Hanks hates it. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, you come in and piss in my home. Um, all right. So, in uh, naval terms, a destroyer is basically used to escort... <laughs> Destroy things. No, it's not. Is it's, it really? It's mainly used to escort bigger, mo- more important ships. So it's like calling a giant man tiny. Exactly. Great. So in order for uh, FDR to head over to um, Iran, he's going to head over on a ship called the Iowa. Okay. A new ship is commissioned. It is called the USS William D. Porter. Dickie Pete. They used to call it Willie D. Hey, <laughs> Willie D, my boy. Willie D Porter. I also realised I said Dickie. That's Dickie. definitely Richard, yeah, not William. Sick. Anyway, so the Will Porter has been cre- uh, not created. It's been birthed. It's been birthed <laughs> for the pure function of escorting FDR over to Iran. Wow. Um, it's put together reasonably quickly and its crew is put oh. together even faster. Oh, no. So, November 11th, 1943, the USS William D. Porter triumphantly, Willie Willie D. D, triumphantly prepares to leave port for the first time. Yeah. Its crew excitedly wave at the gathered crowd at the dock and they kick the whole thing into... Hyperdrive? <laughs> what is happening? Into accelerate. You, this, these pregnant pauses are fucking killing me. I know. The ship starts to move. As you would hope. And then they realise that the crew have not correctly pulled the anchor up. Oh. So they've kicked this thing into full throttle. And, and they've got the handbrake on. Fortunately, the ship and its engines are far too big a match for this anchor. <laughs> So what happens is that eventually they realise that the anchor is still in because it comes through another ship like a fucking missile. Oh my! <laughs> like a man what? attached to a bungee cord running away from a building. Oh my! This this anchor flies and rips through the side of another ship that is moored next to it. Oh my god! Was it made of metal or wood? This ship. Metal. Holy shit. Gashes the living crap out of this destroyer that's, that's moored next to them. So uh, they <laughs> they start to realise that something isn't isn't quite right with this ship. The gathered crowd watch- is screaming. <laughs> what the fuck? Are they, are they just all silent or have they not noticed um, that a ship has been gutted and its entrails are falling out? I imagine this is like a school assembly where someone has fallen over and shat themselves while walking up for an award. <laughs> the whole school is like, this is pretty funny, but also we really shouldn't stare. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they've all turned <laughs> away. Um, it's literally just picture this anchor. It's scraping railings, lifeboats, thousands of dollars worth of <laughs> shit off the decks of this boat. Oh. And then they're, they're like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> Dethrottle, turn around, look at the damage. The captain, Wilfred Walter, (laughs) 
surveys <laughs> the absolute carnage that his ship has done seconds into its birth. Oh. <laughs> Issues a quick apology and... <laughs> <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> and hits full throttle again. <laughs> wait, so, wait. Yeah. And the anchor has still not been pulled up? <laughs> They're pulling the anchor oh, okay. up at that time. It's got <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Same thing happens. Pulling the anchor up, it's just got fucking crew from the boat beside them attached <laughs> to it. But they they leave the navy with the mess and get the fuck out of dodge. <laughs> so they take their place uh, amongst the rest of the convoy, accompanying the the Iowa a, aboard, which is the president Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yep. At this point, you would think that is the worst start to a boat's career, right? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. It's not, it's not great. Other than sinking immediately. But, you, yeah, true. However, you then turn yourselves, uh, your thoughts to uh, what they have ahead of them, which is an eight-day journey across the Atlantic. The ships are passing through U-boat-infested waters during wartime. Yes, of course. And the whole point of this and why there was such a big convoy is that they didn't want to let anybody know that the president was aboard the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went full radio silence and said, no one break radio silence because everybody subs, uh, enemy ships, et cetera, can hear. They're monitoring all the radio frequencies. This whole point of having destroyers next to the Iowa was that if submarines got too close, the destroyers would drop depth charges. Yep. That's what they were primarily designed to do. Um, and one of the drills that, because they also wanted to impress FDR during yep. this trip, because, you know, <laughs> it's eight days. That doesn't mean we can't have a good time, right? <laughs> it's the big prez. <laughs> Everyone is fucking pumped for the big prez. Yeah. Prez on board. Everybody stands at attention. (laughs) So one of the drills the port is tasked with is sending out fake depth charges for practice. However. Is that dumb? I don't know whether that's dumb or not dumb. (laughs) Because it's like, guys, let's be super silent. No radios. Let's practice these underwater explosions. What? No, because they're disarmed. So, so they're fake death charges. It's just the scenario. Oh, this is the drill. Right. You, you hear the submarine uh, alert, and then you roll it off the back. Right. It's it's literally a rote task. Right. 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 They're right, practicing right. dropping a barrel off the back of a boat like right. Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is the only way the apes will beat us. <laughs> <laughs> So, the dead set genii on the Willy D don't disarm their depth charges. No. And on the 12th of November, a live depth charge just fucking falls off the deck. Oh. And into the water. Uh, They're next to the Iowa. This depth charge goes off right next to the boat carrying the President of the United States. Fucking every single ship in the convoy goes ham, <laughs> thinking that somehow, because no. they're on, guess yeah, what? Yeah. Fucking radio silence. Yeah. So there's no way oh. for the porter to tell anybody else that they're just fucked in the head. 
<laughs> so everybody thinks that there's an enemy sub within firing range and the porter has taken evasive action. <laughs> this is like trying to find your mates at a festival. Totally. It's just like zero reception, <laughs> just staring through the crowd, loud noises, what is happening? <laughs> so because no one is in communication, all of the ships in the convoy start taking evasive manoeuvres, which means basically in ship terms... Mighty Ducks flying V. <laughs> opposite. Oh. It means running in a jagged line like someone's pegging bullets at you. <laughs> oh, so shit. ships start just fucking off in all different directions. Wow. Try, trying to avoid fake torpedoes from a fake sub that doesn't exist <laughs> because the <laughs> Willy D can't keep its shit together. So they're just there doing their best impression of a heart rate monitor. <laughs> exactly. While while everybody is flipping out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the captain of the porter, Wilfred Walter, he eventually realises, you know what? Sometimes it's just better to own your mistakes. Breaks radio silence. No. Says no, to the, Wilfred. Says to the convoy, my bad. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) and basically, not only was it a situation where because this thing rolled off the deck, yeah, instead of out the depth charge, yeah, uh, shoot, shoot, yeah, which would which basically pushes it away from the ship, yeah, it just rolled off the side of the deck. (laughs) They are so lucky that That this thing didn't detonate on impact, yeah, and it detonated another hundred feet into the ocean because yeah. it would have blown their fucking stern off. Yeah. So the rest of the convoy are going, right, you guys, everybody, Willie D is not quite with it. Let's just <laughs> give him and his entire crew a huge berth. <laughs> but they're also... I thought you were going to say the day off. The day off, 24 hours into a an eight-day sail. Yeah. Because things don't come in ones, twos for the porter, they come in fuckloads more than that. (laughs) The third thing that happens is in the middle of the night, (laughs) a freak wave hits the porter, knocks some guy overboard who's on watch. He's never found again. Oh, my God. He gets swept out to sea in the middle of the night. And because, unlike every other ship in the convoy, the porter went, Okay, guys, we'll just have the one guy on watch. The guy on watch got swept out to sea. And they didn't know till they woke up the next day to find that there was no one on watch. So, how big was this goddamn wave? (laughs) (laughs) Great response. It was... Guilty or not guilty? (laughs) (laughs) It was at least three feet higher than the porter. (laughs) Any more questions? <laughs> so, because, because the wave How comes... How do you think we will solve the energy crisis in the coming years? <laughs> <laughs> so that's when they realise that not only has this wave knocked this bloke overboard, but it's also flooded the boiler room. Oh, my God. This results in a loss of power, which then means that the porter 
is even further behind the rest of the convoy. Oh my god! So it starts to <laughs> starts to drag off the back of the of the pack, which is a problem for no one. The further <laughs> that this death ship is away from the president, the happier everyone's going to be. This is literally like someone's younger brother at a party yeah. who's had all his cruises by seven pm. <laughs> will now, not fuck yeah, off. exactly. And you feel bad, and you have to take care of him. But then eventually, you're just like, you know what? He'll fuck pass. Him. He'll out. be fine. <laughs> He'll pass out or die, which I guess was their outlook with the porter. So he, uh, the the porter, effectively, um, he he's the porter is told, and uh, Wilfred Walter is told, do not fucking say anything else over the radio. Just take care of business. Don't do anything else. Don't say anything else. Just just fucking be there. Fucking stand there. Do not. Make any more fucking problems. Breathe enough just to keep the circulation going in your bloodstream. That's it. Think back to that heart rate monitor we made yeah. in the sea. <laughs> I want that to be you, but way smaller. Find your favourite chair. <laughs> sit in it. Don't do a thing. So Walter vows to improve his ship's performance. Oh, no. Famous last words no. from a man who was in charge of the dumbest ship in history. <laughs> So, fast forward another day. FDR himself asks the crew of the Iowa for a demonstration of their naval strength. So the Iowa say, "No worries." He wants to <laughs> say, "No, no way. way!" Not after what happened with Willie <laughs> Did, D. Didn't you see old fuckhead <laughs> back there? He's a nautical mile behind us, but that's still not enough distance. <laughs> um, so they they go. No worries, we're going to show you what, uh, how we defend ourselves with an attack from the air. So they send balloons up to shoot with their anti-aircraft They look exactly guns like my head. <laughs> that are giant pink thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so these, these balloons go up and the Iowa shoot them down with their anti-aircraft guns. An anti-aircraft gun is a, an enormous weapon. Yeah. Like the shells... These balloons were no match, obviously. It's like the the surface of the Death Star, like those types of guns, big right? Time. Those big, 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 big guns. Yeah, they're huge. They're yeah. they're five inch shells in oh. diameter. So the things are and fucking so, enormous. It's like what are they your, doing your to thumb, these balloons? Your thumb to your pinky stretched out in in diameter. Were they would they even hit the balloons? I, I mean, s- I assume I assume the balloon went back in time. <laughs> it was hit so hard. So a couple of these, and the porter has been told it's by this point caught up to the rest of the convoy by, again, going full throttle because that is Wilfred's A move. <laughs> caught up, and they just want to be involved. Oh, A couple on. of these balloons float over towards the porter. Oh, no. They shoot them down with their anti-aircraft guns. <laughs> All is well. <laughs> No, it's not. No, nothing has gone wrong. <laughs> no, they've they've God. demonstrated to everybody in the convoy that they have significant naval aptitude. No, and like fucking goldfish, the rest of the convoy go. Wow, did you see the porter shoot down those balloons with their guns? I guess they're all right. Oh. So they're invited back to the party. No, <laughs> the chair is pulled out. Jeeves says, "Take a seat, Willie D." <laughs> Oh, no. Wilfred is back and he's full of confidence. <laughs> he, he shouldn't be, but he is. So that then is when they are invited 
to take part in a mock torpedo shooting. <laughs> oh my god! Why are they de- like? I get it. It's the forties. You're bored. There are no PlayStations. <laughs> we've said that multiple times when we've talked about story times from the past. But my god, do you really need to do this in wartime? Sure. Of all times. FDR asked for it. FDR gets it. Yeah. And my God, did he almost get it. Because oh, no. Chief Torpedoman Lawton Dawson. If you're, if your <laughs> what first are name, these names? If your first name is Lawton, you are predestined to be an absolute fuck up. What, the full name? Lawton Dawson. I love that. That actually sounds like one word. It's so good. That's the best name I've heard since a guy that I met from Melbourne earlier this year named Justin Lustman. Oh, good. The best. His dad's, never... his dad's name is Richard Lustman. Dick <laughs> Lustman. <laughs> How he wasn't a porn star, I will never know. Oh, yeah, averagely endowed. Yeah. However, we go uh, go back. So, Lawton Dawson, Chief Torpedo Man. Yep. What he's got to do is uh, remove the torpedo's primer. So that it doesn't fire. Okay. Um, he does that in torpedo tubes one and two. So on cue, the convoy, and also then he goes back up to the deck because everybody wants to be be there to uh, receive FDR's praise, <laughs> which I assume he had one of those old-timey megaphones and was yelling across the fucking seas. <laughs> so... On the queue, which was done via fucking flag signal across the ships. Torpedo 1, launch. Torpedo 2, launch. And obviously, all it is is the fizzing coming out of these tubes. <laughs> Torpe- which is so lame. It's so bad. Like, why would, why you, would you do even? it? Torpedo 3, Lawton Dawson. No, there what? was no 3. Launch, Dawson. Fuck. No. <laughs> A torpedo... A live torpedo launches out of Willie D <laughs> straight towards the Iowa. <laughs> oh, they, my God. they happened to be facing at the time. No. So, knowing that they are under strict orders to not break radio silence, Wilfred Walter says, not on my watch. I'm not going to get yelled at for breaking radio silence. <laughs> so they start using fucking lights. Oh, no. On the deck to communicate via Morse code. <laughs> However, the first thing that they say, which is picked up by the Iowa, is the... <laughs> <laughs> it says, we're going in reverse. What? Yep, that's what it says. They communicate, we're going in reverse via an abridged Morse code. It's not the dot, yeah, dot, yeah. dot, dash, dash, yeah, dash. Yeah. It uh, different things are actually entire phrases. Yeah, right. Okay. So they get it wrong, and it says we're going in reverse. Oh no! The question comes back: just what? <laughs> <laughs> Torpedo still coming for the Iowa. Oh. They say again, missile. Again comes back to them. What? Oh! Break radio silence. Walter's like, mm, I can see this isn't working. Breaks the radio silence to say a torpedo is headed straight for you. Come in, Iowa, because they didn't. They couldn't identify uh, Walter's voice because there'd been radio silence for so long, and he'd oh. never been on the radio. Oh. He was asked to identify himself. Oh. He said, "It's Wilf." This bang. This <laughs> is Captain Wilfred Walter of the William D. Porter. <laughs> 
and folklore has it there was a groan on the other end of the line. <laughs> Immediately, the Iowa starts banking hard right. Oh. While this is happening, FDR has heard about this and has asked to be wheeled up onto the deck in his wheelchair so that he can watch the torpedo coming he, towards the boat. He was in a wheelchair? Just on the boat. I think he was fuck off lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Famously walked. Yep. And, uh, and so he comes up to the side of the boat with his secret service who pull their pistols out and start unloading rounds at the torpedo in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Iowa narrowly avoids the torpedo. Oh, narrowly. Uh, it's at that point that the admiral in charge of the convoy, Admiral King, strong name, orders the porter to leave the convoy. <laughs> <laughs> they are out of the party. They are told to immediately change course and proceed to Bermuda. <laughs> when they get there, they find waiting marines who take the entire crew into custody. Into custody? They're the first Navy crew in history and the only Navy crew in history to have been completely arrested. For treason? For attempted assassination. No way. Are you kidding? So, (laughs) they're facing an inquiry in Bermuda. No one is uh, is saying, because they've they've all gone... one in all in for some reason everybody is protecting Lawton Dawson the guy whose fault it was that the torpedo was fired eventually they realise that they're all going to be court-martialed and go to prison and Dawson says it was me he's sentenced (laughs) he's sentenced to 14 years what hard labour what Lawton Dawson for not Depriming a torpedo. Oh my god! During wartime, dude, to fourteen years hard labor oh. by his own country while in active service. That is, there's no. I, I know that we have said we've tried to bring this down, but that is fucked. Oh, it's so bad. Like I, oh, there are people out there raping people, getting five years. Oh. Get, how do you like Hell fi- got six. Oh my god, that is just ridiculous. So that's when FDR hears about this. Ah. Oh. He hears about the entire thing. He's by this point been to incredibly bland Tehran, <laughs> <laughs> gone to the worst summit of all time, <laughs> and he's back in the States. Yeah. He hears about Lawton Dawson. Yeah. And instead of being like, fucking oath. Give him an extra couple for me. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him a full pardon. Yeah. Cool. So his 14 years are are immediately reduced to immediate release. Right. So did he did he do any hard labor? Like or he, he did a month and a half of hard labor. Oh. He is then instructed. To rejoin the William D. Porter. No way! Who at this at this time have been sent where we think, they think, the US thinks, everyone thinks they can do no damage. Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> They've been sent, exiled even, to the Aleutian Islands. Oh, wow. To patrol fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
and sheets of ice. <laughs> Commander in charge of jack shit. Polar bears. Uh, perfect. So they spend an entire year in Alaska. Oh, that's probably worse than 14 years of so hard labor. So bad. The whole crew are there doing fucking nothing. Staring daggers at Lawton <laughs> Dawson, I assume. <laughs> Who, well, staring the, torpedoes at this bloke. Imagine Dawson's emotions. Oh, 14 years of hard labor. That's a dick punch. <laughs> Yay, no 14 years. Yay, back on the ship. Oh, I'm in Alaska. <laughs> Real oh, roller great. coaster. Seal for fucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Amazing. Throw a torpedo at it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they finally, after doing a year in Alaska, are given a reprieve because wartime memories are real short. Yeah. Probably the US Navy needed reinforcements regardless of how much it was just the entire cast of police academy <laughs> put them at the front of the fl- <laughs> put them at the front of the flying v <laughs> they're the apex yeah so they're very excited to leave alaska so much so that they get rat fuck <laughs> on the that last they, <laughs> that they that they, that they release seal. some party torps <laughs> So, it's amazing <laughs> how close to the truth no! you are because <laughs> oh, the, they get annihilated at the same time as the the crew are getting sideways belted on rum. <laughs> all of their uh, their commanding officer uh, is having a dinner party in his front yard to say goodbye and thank you to uh, all of the local posted um, infantrymen and officers. His that... front yard in Alaska on the land. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, one of the sailors on board of Willie D is really, really fucked. (laughs) He decides, you know what? One last hurrah. Jumps on the anti-aircraft gun. What? And fires it. What? Into the night sky. Jumps on it. No, he he literally jumps behind it and fires oh it. Oh my god. And it happens to be because Murphy's Law is a hilarious take no prisoners, son of a bitch, that that shell lands right in the commander's front yard. No way! Exploding in his fucking garden during his dinner party to say thank you <laughs> after his, his entire crew what? were finally granted reprieve. Did, did people die? No. Oh, Front corner of the house was seriously damaged, though. It's oh amazing God. that nobody was hurt. However, they'd been ordered to go back to war, and that is where they were going. So they ended up heading back to uh, the the theater of war, as it, as it was, and heading to Japan. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is 1945 by this point. Yeah. At this time, everywhere the ship's crew went, they were infamous. They were welcomed with the <laughs> phrase, don't shoot, we're Republicans. <laughs> In pubs, bars, restaurants, oh, etc. Oh, wow. So, start of the Battle of Okinawa. <laughs> they are all, a crew, the whole crew is Cheddar Bob from 8 Mile. <laughs> Just holes in their scrotums everywhere. (laughs) Sweatbands smoking. (laughs) Uh, 
I can just imagine Wilfred Walter spitting rhymes on the deck. <laughs> spitting rhymes and dropping bombs. Actual bombs rig. So, oh, slinging talk. So, Willie D rocks up to the Battle of, of Okinawa. <laughs> the first thing, literally, the first thing that they do <laughs> upon arriving <laughs> back into active duty was to shoot the living shit out of the USS Loose. <laughs> What the fuck? So that, has that, it has it ever shot an enemy ship? Oh fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that shot fifteen friendly ships. Oh, two thousand seals, <laughs> one commander's front yard, <laughs> one garden bed, two seals. Yeah, no, no joke. It, <laughs> it was a, a situation where uh, the. <laughs> The ship that it hits, it significantly damages at sea because it's aiming, <laughs> the guy operating the guns is either had a couple or is Stevie Wonder <laughs> because <laughs> he basically takes aim at uh, these, these Japanese bombers uh, coming in and instead, as the gun starts firing the gun slowly starts moving to the right and he just doesn't correct it. Oh. So it slowly just starts ripping the living shit out of the <laughs> oh hull of the ship next to them. Oh. So they're not popular in, in Okinawa. Oh, no. They're not popular anywhere. <laughs> they're, once again, a familiar feeling told to get the fuck away from the rest of the ships. <laughs> sent you cannot party with us. To the perimeter of the battle. <laughs> No, no, we said no Williams Club. <laughs> we have one, William. We have one. <laughs> so they're sent to the perimeter of the battle. Uh, they did okay out there, comparatively. They shot five planes down. And Japanese planes. <laughs> Much to the fucking surprise of the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the US Navy. So that's not a bad... Uh, a bad day at the office. Sure, but it's not good either, is it? Not great. <laughs> not great. And you've really got to do more than one good effort in a footy game. Yeah. <laughs> so they're asked, cool, well, tomorrow's another day. We'll expect the same. So they all get up. Uh, I think it's June the 8th, 1945. Yep. So not long now. The entire crew, real amped. To get stuck into the Japanese. <laughs> Come on, boys. Gonna rip these guys' heads off. All right. So here's the thing. You gotta be first to the pill. And I don't wanna hear any more fucking whinging. Or Just first... put hurt on them. Cross the white line. Put your head over the anti-aircraft guns and bloody go for it. <laughs> if you're not cramming in the V, you're not fucking one of my players. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of the Japanese planes, it turned out, were made of wood and canvas. Not metal. <laughs> No one that, is, that is literally all the stuff at Muji that they sell. <laughs> Everything from wooden canvas, just like our Imperial ships. Absolutely. It what? Was, it was just the entire... Is this, pir is this Pirates of the Caribbean? What do you mean, woods and canvas? Yeah, wooden canvas. What? Wooden canvas bombers. Was Renoir on there? Yeah, I assume it's just the stock. It's a stock take at Eckersley's. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> flying through the air. They took the remnants and created Woolies bags decades later. What the actual hell? Yeah, well, uh, it turned out that uh, wood and canvas, what these planes were made of, once again, can't be picked up by radar. Oh. Hence why it was a thing. Yep. Not because they could, in their spare time, do a watercolour down the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of these bombers drops out of the sky near the porter and they go, fuck yes. It's go time. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Scraps. <laughs> it's, and there's And Willie D hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like Kobayashi. <laughs> so they're so far away from the rest of the ships at this point <laughs> that they go, amazing. This is all on us. Yeah. You got it. What they don't realise is that this thing has already been hit by a plane and is crashing. <laughs> so they fire at it. Like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. The thing hits the water. Yeah. Yay, go the William D. Porter. Over the radio, breaking radio silence. We shot a plane down, (laughs) says Walter. (laughs) All of a sudden, there is a huge explosion under the porter. Because the plane that they just shot down has continued its trajectory into the water and underneath their ship then exploded. (laughs) (laughs) The bow of the porter lifts out of the water, then sits back in place and basically cracks in half. Like the Titanic. Big time. Like a Kit Kat. (laughs) Have a break. Have a Willy D. (laughs) (laughs) It takes three hours for this thing to sink. However, sink it fucking does. Wow. It really takes that long? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The entire crew of the William D. Porter abandoned ship. No one dies. They wow. all get into the lifeboats. They're picked up begrudgingly <laughs> by another ship who tells them, don't stay touch in your fucking quarters and don't <laughs> touch anything. They get back to shore. You would think that Wilfred Walter would be the first man on the chopping block. In 1954, big jump, Wilfred Walter becomes a rear admiral. Oh, what? Of the US Navy. What? Despite captaining the William D. Porter, which was in turn in 1964 struck from the US naval record. Really? Scrubbed. <laughs> so it does not exist. <laughs> there are no existing maritime records in the US records of the William D. Porter. <laughs> they have scrubbed the fuck Scorched out. Scorched Earth. Yep, they were I guess it took them about nineteen years of space to go. Yeah, no, nah, that was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> <fucked. laughs> we, we don't want this on the record. Where's the engraver? We need to de-engrave that. Yeah. <laughs> Scrub it. And that is the story of the USS William D. Porter, the worst ship in the history of war. That's great, mate. What I don't get is like, what do they, how does he explain his CV? What did you do for, uh, during the Second World War? I was on a ship. Which ship? Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you say? The, the Iowa. <laughs> 
the boat that sucked. <laughs> I was on a ship that partied all day, every day, <laughs> and took no prisoner. No, literally, we never took a prisoner. The boat that sucked. <laughs> so good. Oh, mate, uh, that was beautifully done, I have to say. And uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, um, there are myriad ways of doing that. Um, we are doing a people show. Are indeed. Um, and we're going to be accumulating your content, stuff that you are going to send into us so we can curate it. Um, if you want to be in the studio with us, have some beers with us, do the show with us, please get in touch. Go through our Instagram, at Gus and Rig. Go through Facebook. If you just enter in Shit Show, you'll be able to find us there. Or find us on, what's the last thing? Email. Our email, that's it. Sorry, I just had a mental blank. I was just thinking of torpedoes. And <laughs> basically, uh, tor- literally send us an email like a torpedo. <laughs> Lawton Dawson us an email. Yeah, Lawton Dawson us an email. Lawton Torpy Dawson. <laughs> send us an email at shitshow.au at gmail.com. And we're also doing ads as well. So if you want to chat about ads and stuff, get in touch on any of those three channels. That's right. It's 50 bucks an ad slash shout out. Yep. Between 30 seconds and a minute, we don't time it. And we are drowning in them. <laughs> Absolutely knee deep in them, as you can tell by them being not on this episode. Anyway, that's all that we have time for. But I'm hoping that all the requests will come over us like a freakish wave and sweep <laughs> us all into fortune. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh.